Welcome to Mosaic Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following recording from Mosaic Church Leeds, based in the United Kingdom. For more podcasts and information on Mosaic Church, please visit mosaic-church.org.uk. Thank you for listening. All right, morning. So, um, this is the first time I've spoken for an actually in Mosaic, so I'm quite, I'm quite excited and looking forward to it. Um, it's also the fir- first family service that we've done for a little while and and often when we when you do family services and my experience certainly is what we can do is we bring the kids into the adult service and we kind of shorten it a little bit and we try and make um the the preach more tailored to them so that they don't get bored and fidgety um and then we and then we just we go off and, and great they've been they've been involved in the service we're going to flip it on its head a little bit today what we're going to do is going to bring your adults into into the kids work and we're going to kind of give you a, a snapshot of, of what we do um, in, in a different building on a Sunday morning. Um, to do to cover all the material would be about two and a half hours um, because we're, we've got a big age group and and three different three different sessions. So it is going to be a snapshot, but I hope um, you'll let yourselves go a little bit, be prepared to to get involved. If something is asked of you, I ask that you would be willing to oblige. Don't say no to kids. Um, I wasn't really sure whether it's a preach or kids work um, this morning, so I played it safe and I went for the check shirt, um, and I feel good seeing, seeing Dave sat there as well. Um, but usually you would see us in yellow t-shirts just, just to stand out a little bit, um, and we are going to be talking about um, a really difficult topic, um, genocide in the Old Testament. You can imagine my face when Dave told me that's where we're up to um, in, in our preach, but... Um, but we do passionately believe, you know, that, that all of Scripture is relevant for teaching, and that applies to kids as well. Um, and I hope you'll kind of see the different angles we take for the different age groups um, this morning. So first thing, before we get started, kids, nobody ever sits at the front, so I was safe leaving the, the, the seats free. Kids, can you come to the front? So anyone who's in shooting stars, sparklers, rockets, all the youth, can you make your way down, sit at the front, you're the stars of the show. Okay, good morning. We're a little bit light on numbers. Um, but welcome. So, so today, guys, we're going to be talking um, about a story. Actually, I think some of you did this about three weeks ago, so, so you guys will know all the answers to questions. But we're going to be looking at a person called Rahab. Who knows, who's heard of Rahab before? Does anybody want to be brave enough to tell me something about Rahab? You can shout out. You can you get to use the mic. Anyone? So I didn't pre, I didn't prep any of them, as you can tell. No? Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Rahab. So you remember right at the start of the Bible in, in, in the Old Testament, God's people, the Israelites, they were, they were held captive. And if you remember, they were freed, you know, God saved them and they went through. Do you remember when the, the Red Sea was parted and they went through and, uh, and, and Moses led them through? Well, Rahab comes just after that point and what happens is there's a guy called Joshua leading God's people now and, and God's promised them this new land and he's promised to take them in to a, a new land called Canaan. Now, they know nothing about it. So, so what they do is they send a couple of the top guys as spies, kind of James Bond style. They send them in to the land of Canaan. Now, this woman called Rahab, um, she lives in Canaan, and she was called a Canaanite. Um, and because the Israelites didn't want anybody to know who they, who they were, and they were trying to keep under the radar, what they did was Rahab hid them. And she kept them um, from being found out for who they were because it was really dangerous. It was a really dangerous place for those guys to go. So we're going to try and understand a little bit 
about how it how it felt. So first up for the sparklers and the shooting stars. Hands up if you're in the sparklers and shooting stars. That's anyone under seven, guys. Simeon, Josiah, yeah. It's okay. Everyone can everyone can play. We're gonna play a game, okay? So we're gonna play a game that you'll you'll know, and it's called hide and seek. So you like that game? Perfect. I'm glad you said that. And you know how to play. Brilliant. So what we're going to do is we're going to use this room. There's a couple of rules, guys. Okay. So you can't come behind me. You can't hide anywhere behind me. And you can't leave this room going into the toilets or down the stairs. You've got to stay within this room. But I'm going to give you a minute to hide all of your hide. Rockets as well. Go go hide. Um, and then in one minute, the adults are going to come and find you. Now, there's... There's slightly different rules, guys, to what you may know as hide-and-seek. Um, you have found the kids when you make eye contact with them, not when you see them, which means that a young child sat in the middle of the aisle up there can remain unfound for a couple of minutes. All right. So when you make eye contact with them, you, you've found them. Um, guys, you've got about 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> Keep quiet, guys. All right, adults, can as many of you as you want, just get up and, and go find them. Play by the rules. Once you found, guys, come back down to the front. Few still hiding, I think. Guys, if you haven't been found, you, you've won. All right. And you see the spectrum of ages there as the rockets all shut their eyes. Right, coming down. So a few of the guys there found a loophole by covering their eyes, the older ones, um, which, which was great. But I think the real winner who played the simplicity card was Elijah down at the front. He just didn't move. He didn't move and nobody came and found him. So well done, Elijah. You're, you're the real winner. So I'm going to ask you a few questions again, guys. Let's see if you can be brave and answer. So when you were hiding and most of you had your eyes closed, how did you feel? Really happy, good. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. That no one's going to find you happy, good, great. Charlie. So that he was thinking about what could be in front of him. That's really good, isn't it? I think that's probably what the spies were thinking when Rahab was hiding them. And they, they probably felt a little bit scared. And they probably felt a little bit apprehensive, like they didn't know what was going to be happening. They were probably thinking about, like Charlie said, what was going to happen. But do you know what the Bible tells us? Do you know what? What Rahab did, she trusted in God. That's really important. And it's really important for us to remember that when we have those times where maybe, not necessarily we're hiding, but when there's people around us who we don't know or we're in situations we don't know, um, that we, if we trust in God, he will keep us safe. That's really important. Okay, so we're going to do another activity now, real quick. And this is more for you rockets than the youth. So what I need you to do is I need you in a minute to get up and between you decide before you go into into the rest of the room. And I need you to pick the three bravest people from the adults in here. So decide who you think the three bravest people are. Go and get them and bring them to the front. Have we got, we've got one, so Richard's coming. Great, so we've got Richard, Matthew, Mike, are you coming? Come on, come on. Shall we give them a round of applause for their bravery? So, what we're going to do, what I'll do now is I'll, I'll explain what's going to happen. Well, 
Okay, guys, so while we're doing that, after, after Rahab had hid the spies, the spies went back to the Israelites, back to God's people, okay? And what the spies said to her was, we will remember you. Okay, and they said, when we come back, because there's going to be a battle coming, are we? Great, okay. So the spies promised that when they came back and there was a big battle, that they would rescue Rahab, okay? They promised that they would remember her and they would come back and that they would rescue her. Okay, so what we're going to do here is we're going to play a game to understand which of these three is the bravest. So in a minute, what we're going to do is we're going to give them a number of different food products to consume. There are four rounds. Each round becomes progressively worse. After each round, they have the option of letting the kids down and pulling out. <laughs> All right, so, no pressure. No. I think, just for you guys, I think we're going to put up here what each one is. Is that all right? The first one. Perfect. That, re that reaction's perfect because it just builds more pressure. So thank you. Can you Dave, I think I'm going to need a glamorous assistant for the next 10 minutes. I need an assistant. Can, can two assistants from the Rockets. Colin is a come on, Leah. Just in case it gets too much from all right, you need to be the bag holders, all right? Thanks. Perfect. Right. I need... Right, okay. So, round one. Coming up, guys. Are you ready? This is the easiest one, remember, all right? Okay, on three. One, two, three. Bring your spoons back here when you're done, guys. We'll get the next one ready. Strangers seem to be enjoying it. Okay, anybody feeling like after round one, they want to drop out? <laughs> That's joking. Right, second. Brilliant. I went, I went through these with Karis yesterday, and I've tamed them back a little bit, and by your reaction, I'm glad I have. Could have been a lot worse. Right, where's, where are my feeders? Dan, come on. I know, try not to spell it. George. There you go. Okay, we're ready then. On three, one, two, three. All right. Have I found that? Good. Right, okay. Can we have up the third food? Spoonful of this, guys, remember, yeah? That's for your dad. Just for reference, parents, we don't we want to make your kids do this, all right? Probably getting worried. Want to do this? Yeah, it might be worse. Yeah. Okay, round three. Right. Okay, I think we're ready. Three, two, one. Right. Mike is absolutely loving it over there. Guys, you're doing really well. The last one. Just to heat, heat things up a little bit. Okay, last round. Three, two, one.
We'll just pause while it builds. You can you can take you can take your blindfolds off now, guys, if you want. Give him a big round of applause. <laughs> You've won a bottle of water. Well done. All right. Thank you, guys, for for being great sports. So how how would how would you describe what those, what your parents, what Mike have just done? How would we describe it? What do you think? Hilarious. Great. Anyone else? Outstanding. Okay, good. Good comedy. Yeah, I chose to do that. Sorry, Sim. Any other thoughts? Right, I'm, I'm not aware of that. I'm obviously not down enough with the kids. So it was pretty brave, wasn't it? So they were blindfolded. And they didn't know what was coming. But they trusted you guys, really, didn't they? They trusted you guys when you brought them to the front. Um, I think I'd describe them as courageous. And, and courageous is a word. And do you know what it means? It means to have a spirit that enables a person to face difficulty. Okay. And that's a little bit like what Rahab was, because if you imagine, she put herself at risk when she hid the spies, and then the spies went. And those spies might never have come back to rescue her, so she didn't know that. So she was so courageous. Now what actually happened was, when the Israelites attacked the Canaanites to take that land, um, which is what God had told them to do, the spies went back, and they found Rahab, and they took Rahab, and they brought her back to the Israelites. You know, And that trust that she'd placed in God meant that even when the situation was really difficult and she didn't know what was going to happen, that in the end it worked out for good. And the Bible tells that in the New Testament, that if we trust in God, all things work together for good. Even if we don't know why something is happening, that it happens for good in the end. Can you guys think of a, a time in your lives when you've maybe felt a little bit unsure? You've maybe felt... So Rahab was a bit of an outcast. So in the, the Canaanites, they didn't really... They didn't like her that much. And they didn't think a lot of her. And they might have looked down. And have you guys ever had a, a situation like that? It's like going on a roller coaster. Go on, why is that? You don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen after That's good. I like that. Anyone else? Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts about how we can trust in God? So if we trust in God and all things are good, what does that look like? What should we do? What could you do tomorrow? That helps you trust in God. They're usually far more talkative than this, I promise you. I promise you. Not sure. What about praying? What about praying? You know, when we pray, we, we can pray, can't we? When we're, when we're unsure, no matter where we are, we can pray, can't we? You know what? We can pray for each other, can't we? So you guys can pray for one another. You guys are friends, aren't you? And you know what's really important? Sometimes your friend will go through a tough time and you're not. And what you guys can do is you can pray, can't you? You can pray for one another. And actually, I know that you guys do that. I know that you guys do that. And we saw that on Thursday night, which is, which is fantastic. So, so Rahab, do you know what? Rahab's really famous in the Bible. In the New Testament, in a book called Hebrews, she's held up for her bravery and for her courage. And do you know why she was courageous? Because she trusted in God. And that's really important for us guys that, we're, that we trust in God even when we're not sure why. Something's happening. All right. Guys, you've listened really well, and I'm already well over time.
as I look at the clock. As, as a real quick snapshot there, that's kind of similar to what you would see um, if you came and joined us on a Sunday morning. You're always welcome to do that. If anybody does want to just come and observe or just come and help, please do come and see us. You, you're more than welcome um, to come down any, any Sunday. I just want to spend, before we finish, five minutes kind of tackling this, this topic a little bit more direct, a little bit more head-on. And what we'll do is we'll build on um, a couple of points we've made there with the kids around how Rahab trusted in God when she had no one else to trust in um, and how she had the courage to cling to the spies when they came in and, and pull her whole family out and, and be taken back into the Israelites. Um, these topics are really difficult and, and they're really difficult. They have been for the, the weeks we've been covered them. Uh, and I just think it's important to remember that, you know, that while we'll, we can answer a lot of things, you, you know, God speaks to us on a need-to-know basis. And, and while I hope that we can answer most of your questions, be, be prepared that you may still have some questions. And we too need to trust in God that, that he is all-knowing and that we necessarily don't have all the answers. And we've got to be, we've got to be okay with that. But what I do want to share with you, that's not my answer, by the way. What I do want to share with you is, um, is three observations. I just want to make three observations about this story of, of Jericho um, and the destruction and, and the, the wiping out of the Canaanites. Um, leave you with a, a couple of applications which build on, on the, the themes that we've seen from, from the two illustrations we've just had. And then kind of just close with, close with a picture. So if we flip on to the, the next slide. So observations here then. Um, the first one is that, that this story and, and you know the war that took place was, was anti-imperialistic. And what, what I mean by that is that in these times usually what would happen is when, when a nation is, is taken over, it would be to enrich the nation that's attacking them. So they would take the property for themselves. They would take the cattle for themselves. They would take the people for themselves as slaves. And as they came out of the war, they would be enriched and they would be better for it. This did not happen here. Um, the, the kind of the Hebrew word for it is called harem, H-E-R-E-M. And if you want to read about that, just, just search that. Um, I can tell you a couple of guys have written some good stuff on it. And what it, what it means really is it's, it's a holy war, in effect. And what happened here is a, a complete destruction. So the property was completely destroyed. The livestock were completely destroyed. And all the people in Canaan were completely destroyed. There was no enrichment of the Israelites as they came out of it. Um, because what the purpose here was the judgment of God on this people who have, who have turned from him and, and who have not obeyed him. And that was the reason for this war, not to build up the Israelites to become um, more enriched out of the back of it. The second one is that the Israelites here were an instrument of God's judgment. The Israelites themselves were not judging the Canaanites. They were in no position. They were, they were God's holy people because God chose them not because of their actions. The Israelites messed up as, as much as anyone else. So in this scenario, similar to, to today, where we mess up and God still chooses to use us for his glory, the Israelites in this story were an instrument of God's judgment on the Canaanites. They themselves were not necessarily judging the Canaanites. And the, the third observation is that, that this can't happen today. So the question that a lot of people ask is, well, what, what stops us going and wiping out nations again today? And the point, and this is absolutely fundamental to, to the next couple of points I'm going to make, is the cross. You know, the cross of Jesus Christ was where he took that same wrath of God on himself. So that punishment has been taken. That price has been paid today. 
And our role is one of love and encouragement, to love one another, to love our neighbour, because the punishment that the Canaanites took back then has already been taken on the cross. It's really important. A couple of applications then. So with the rockets, we kind of heard about the courage of Rahab, the courage that she had to cling to the spies. And, and for us today, we need to read that and see that, that the call on us today is to have the courage to cling to the cross. Because what happens, and, and somebody said this, that the God on the cross, the God of the old covenant, meets himself in the Christ of the new covenant, and in a way superior to everything that has come before, he enacts a deep and lasting reconciliation. He brings us back to himself. And Ephesians 5, uh, 1, sorry, verse 5, can put it up, says this, having predestined us to adoption as sons of Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. You know, the, the, the real beautiful picture in here is that as Rahab clings to the spies, she's brought into the Israelites not to be granted asylum. She's not brought in there um, to be given a, a temporary visa, if you will, while she sorts herself out and gets on her way and she's escaped it. She is brought in and adopted in to God's people. She's actually then, as we read in Matthew, part of, part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. And the reconciliation for her is into God's people is the same that we have through the cross today. And that brings us to the second thought. The, the sparklers and the shooting stars and everyone, in fact, went and, and were hid. And, and that's a real nice picture for us to take with us today because the call for us as we're adopted in to the kingdom of God is to hide ourselves, but to hide ourselves in the cross. You know, Colossians 3 verse 3 says we are now hidden with Christ. And as we remember the cross, we must remember that, you know, 2 Corinthians 5 21, for he made him who knew no sin to be our sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And our identity now has shifted. Our identity is Christ. It is hidden in Christ. And, and in the same way that kind of Rahab hid the spies, we just need to understand that the call for us is to hide ourselves in Christ. Romans 8.17 tells us that we are now heirs. You know, we are now the heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. How amazing is that? So if we bring it together with, with a picture, the picture from Joshua, is the story of the Israelites and the Canaanites at, at Jericho is a, is a really important one. The Israelites, God's people, chosen by God, not perfect, messed up, but they were God's chosen people. The Canaanites turned from God and the, the punishment that came was death. And that stands today for the wages of sin is death, Romans tells us. And God, his wrath, you know, he's a holy God. And, and, and the people who turned from him, the, they pay those wages that is death. And you know what? That is the same today. That is the same today. God has not changed. You know, his position is the same today as it was back then. And you know, for us, a lot of times, we we read it probably from the wrong perspective. Let me tell you this, and this, this hopefully will open your eyes a little bit. In this story, we are not the Israelites. In this story, we are the Canaanites. We are the ones who have turned from God. We are the ones who rightly deserve to pay the wages for our sin, which is death. And actually, the beauty of the cross is that Jesus pays that price. 
He pays the punishment. He takes the punishment and bears the wrath of God, not for a nation, but for all nations, for eternity, that we might be Rahab. That we might, if we cling to the cross, for it is the only way we may too be pulled out of destruction. We may be pulled into the holiness of God, not because we deserve it, but because we cling to the cross. And we can be adopted in as joint heirs. And we must hide ourselves in Christ and remember our identity in him. And you know, that, that's need to know information. You know, that is, that is information in the Bible that we have to know. And for many of us, it's information we do know. So let me suggest this morning that for many of us, it's need to remember. It's need to remember information that so often we look over. We read the destruction of a nation in the Old Testament and we're shocked. And we read the sacrifice of Jesus all too easily. And we take it for granted all so much. And, and, and my challenge to you this morning as you read it is take that picture that we can be Rahab because of the cross, because Jesus took that punishment, the same wrath that was felt by the Canaanites that had been taken on the cross, that we could be pulled into God's kingdom, that we could be joint heirs with Christ. Amen. Welcome to Mosaic Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following recording from Mosaic Church, Leeds, based in the United Kingdom. For more podcasts and information on Mosaic Church, please visit mosaic-church.org.uk. Thank you for listening.